Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What are you saying? Edie, what are you saying? I'm trying to record an intro to my podcast. How's it going, friends, swimmers, and first-timers, to a new episode of Someone Who Isn't Me, a podcast about music, art, and creativity that's interspersed with mystical chit-chat, esoteric musings, and some straight-up woo-woo bullshit. My name's Daniel, I'm the host of this thing, and on this episode, my guest is Adam Nurgle-Darsky, the very smart, well-read, and eloquent frontman of Polish black and death metal band Behemoth, and dark alt country duo Me and That Man. You could say that both bands are like opposing faces of the same coin in their like aesthetic and thematic outlook, and I've had the pleasure of doing record sleeve artwork for both projects, so I was excited to sit down with him and have a conversation to talk about the release of the brand new Behemoth album, I Loved You at Your Darkest, which is out now on Nuclear Blast. We talk about the album, the band's musical trajectory and its artwork, and a, a bunch of other stuff in between. This is Adam Nurgle Darsky. Enjoy. So, where would you like to start? Where did we leave? Where did we start last time? Uh, well, this is the thing. I think that um, I remember when you came into Radio One and we mm. spoke when Satanist came out. Yeah, it was ages ago. It was a long time ago. But um, we got into some things and some things that I'm personally interested in, uh, which you clearly are, because it runs throughout as a current throughout the entire album. Mm -hmm. So um, we can talk about that, but first of all, we should talk about um, the sonics and the songs themselves, mm -hmm. because um, it's fantastic. Thank you. I think it feels like the natural progression from the last record, and it, it, it felt like with that last record, you'd opened up like a whole new um, realm of possibilities with, mm. the, with the, the sonic palette of what mm. Behemoth was. And I feel like you've taken those pathways which were opened up and, and traveled further down them and then expanded beyond that with this record. And I think, I think it's a triumph. Mm. What was the, was there a, um, not a brief, but was there a, what was the thought behind the songwriting, the process itself? Uh, I'd say the key word to understand what I loved you to darkest is sonically, and not only, but since you're asking about the, the sonics and, and the sounds and uh, direction, I believe it's liberation and just opening up. 
Yeah. And um, it feels like that's what, the, what you said, that it uh, was a palette of, of possibilities. And it feels like the Satanist would be a key. Uh, it felt like, you know, someone was just holding a keys and like handing them to us. Hmm. And that was the Satanist. And uh, I love to have you talk us. It's like, okay, we have the keys. So it's only up to us which doors we want to open and enter eventually. You know what I mean? Because the possibilities were vast. Yeah. So after the Satanist, we could, we could probably do anything we wanted. We could just go back. We could stay around the same area. We could just expand, you know, other mm, patterns and channels sonically. So we, of course, you know, I decide always to move on or not really move on, just move further. Just, just mm, move further by taking curves. Let's put it that way, okay? Yeah. So it's not really about just how high we can jump because that's exactly how we can jump this much. See, mm. and um, uh, uh, there was already uh, the stage where we were with the Satanist, and I clearly said that straight up back then. This is not the fastest. This is the heaviest record, you know. Hmm. It was a very honest album, and so is Electric to Darkest. But it's definitely more adventurous for the fact that we just, some of the currents, we just took it further. Yeah. So my idea, like another very g general idea was, okay, if um, Satanist was a bit, like, it was driven into, uh, towards that uh, rock direction, Hmm. I really wanted to go even further, you know, yeah, and not be afraid of using literally two chords to build a song, like Barzabel. I just did this playthrough on YouTube, and it's literally I just realized it's just two chords, you know. I mean, it's the verse, chorus, verse, chorus. That's it, and it brings me back to you know what I love myself about rock music, you know. Yeah. What's the rock? most classic songs you know it's you you know if i back ask in you, black back in black paranoid iron man yeah highway star like in uh, uh smoke underwater and so on so on you can go on forever you know yeah. but it's it's all about the simplicity so it, uh, why i said liberation because this music would kind of like open us up you know and just brought us to this spot that we're like okay if it's only two song and if it's it's so structured so like in such a simple way but as long as it's honest and it's it's us we just we just go for it you know what i mean we don't need to tease anyone we don't need to explain ourselves anymore and we don't need to race with anyone it's just it's all about the song we are serving the the higher good which is the vision and the song yeah i think it, it it takes a lot of ma like maturity and a band has to go through a certain period in its career to reach that point to realize mm. that especially a band like yours mm. because you know when we were all younger mm. we were just obsessed with uh, or as I, as I got into heavy rock and, and and then into metal and hardcore I didn't care about certain bands because they weren't the fastest they weren't the heaviest they didn't have the most extreme elements to them but there comes a point in your life where you suddenly realize that you can get a message across in, in, in the most direct way and it, it can be equally as heavy yeah. and crushing and powerful. Yeah, I've had that. I've always had that, you know. I mean, 
I honestly have serious problems with most of today's extreme metal bands. The problem is that they're just overdoing. You don't really, I mean, well, if you want, you can play billion notes, you know, within a song. But I don't care, you know, it's, it's, it's gonna come through this ear and come out through that ear and nothing's gonna remain because it's, I mean, how would 19 year old version of you have felt though with that statement? Well, I'm gonna, well, if you listen to 19 year old Nurgle Behemoth, it was still about songs. It's always been yeah. about songs. Why? Because I grew up on extreme metal that was all about songs. Hmm. So when I, I mean, I was wearing a medieval prophecy shirt today by Samuel, it was songs. Hmm. Even Blasphemy, that was the most extreme band in the early 90s when I would start Behemoth. There were songs. It was all about yeah. verse, chorus, verse, chorus, lead, chorus, end of the song. Hmm. The ancient rock and roll formula created by, I guess, the Beatles, then just took over by Led Zeppelin, ACDC, hmm. and brought into the extreme metal genre. But some of these bands, you know, these days, I mean, I'm not talking about tastes, you know, people may dig it, you know, I just don't dig it at all. I'm like, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's gotta have the, 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 the rock and roll structure to it, you know, and by rock and roll, I'm not, I don't mean, that's what I say, like the new album is very rock and roll structured, very rock and roll based. It doesn't mean it's, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, happy uh, music about, you know, about, I don't know, some, some, we're not talking shallow stuff and. Definitely not. It's, 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 it's very deep. It's, it's multi-layered. Like even if you have, sometimes you just, we just, you know, play one note and we just let it sustain. It's still, there's a depth there to it. So, yeah, I think, I think that we really, we've also, still like in the process of learning that less is more hmm. and uh, there's definitely more dynamics on this new record there's more valleys on the on this album you know yeah there's like it's it's still pretty fucking intense but it and, and very yeah. dynamic but only by the fact that there's like there's like pauses and breaks and and slowdowns that we've never had before hmm. But then that makes those moments where you're going to a blast, for example, there's even more extreme. It can be fast, you know, without being very slow. There's there's no noise without. How how would you know that that something's noisy if you never heard a silence? Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think this band, not only sonically but also philosophically, it's always been about um, you know that that never-ending. Um, uh, clash of uh, opposities and and you know quoting classic again ceremony of the opposites dancing you know of of opposite poles yeah and um, and sacrum profanum and so on and so on just the elder I am the more experience I have I'm, the more I realize that it's all about that uh, the, the duality that the dichotomy of 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 life has always been somehow imprinted in my life's landscape and it it's always been reflected uh in my music do you think doing um the me and that man record oh yeah that's that's made a huge difference to oh yeah totally. i think so but then i'm seeing that from my perspective mm -hmm. you agree absolutely yeah, yeah totally 
I think uh, there's more acoustics on this new album, and I guess that I also brought it from me and that man. Yeah. Subconsciously, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like okay, but it just I opened up. You know, when I remember when when we did "Oh Father, Satan, Son," there's, there's this uh, male squire in the very back on a background track and I asked my friend to sing it four years ago five years ago yeah because I wouldn't even try and these days I'll be in the studio and I'm like okay we got that song Barzabel you know and I'm hearing this chanting choir very repetitive choir and I need to sing it yeah. so let's fuck around with the tracks and I'm gonna since I I'm an like musical an alphabet, so I don't know. Uh, I'll just say, okay, now let let me go up and then go down and let's try some intervals and see if they work together, you know. But I, the I I know I have no knowledge like academic knowledge on that, and I have no vocabulary in that. So let me just sing, you it know. It's intuitive, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very, very much so. And I did that, and since you know, I mean, we are recording this now. Um, on tape and um, let me ask you a question when you hear your voice yeah how do you like your own voice of course it's totally different ah yeah yeah because you, you cannot yeah you cannot hear your voice because you hear because you hear it from inside yeah and you never hear it from outside that's why most people are very critical to their own voice they're like oh it's not me i hate it you know hmm. uh you'd be reading interview with zach wall and he'd, he'd say like straight up i hate my voice yeah while I think he's pretty awesome vocalist, not technically, but he's got this something. Yeah, and you can say probably the same about everyone. Ozzy, Iggy Pop, everyone like they, they stand out, right? Nick Cave. Nick Cave, exactly. So uh, I'm exactly the same. I listen to my own voice, and I'm like, uh, I'm not really a fan. It's okay. This is what I have to work with, though. Yeah, but um. Screams, same story. Yeah. I'm very particular about my screaming. So it's got to be a very... I need to hit the certain notes to and the certain uh, tone yeah. of my uh, of that scratch. Yeah, the guttural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To hear, oh, this is good. This is what I like. This is, this is me I like and this is me I don't like. Yeah. So we need to repeat that, okay? So even with the screams that is distorted, like that is your natural voice, but it's distorted... So it's no longer natural it, because it's transformed. Mm. It's still you, and I'm still very critical to that. So imagine how critical I am to my clean vocals. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be like going back and forth in the, to the studio, you know, with me and that man because I'd be like, there'd be like two or three words that I'm, ah, shit, no, I don't like that. It needs to be sang differently. So it was a lot of work on that record, but all in like. You know, if I go back to it now, I'm like, it's okay. You know, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. You know, next one I'll do better. But 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 now it's it's cool. It's okay. So with this one, first time with Behemoth, you know, just singing, "Come on to me, Barzabel," hmm. I'd be like, wow, it's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's more tracks, more tracks. Go on, go on. And I was really into that, into doing that. And I was like. Yeah, uh, it felt very. It was pretty enlightening doing that. I'm like, shit, I can do it. Yeah, it's not bad, you know. I think, and and <laughs> like the first thing, you know, the same 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 night, 
there was a party at my place. Inferno was there. I just take him uh, to a bedroom. We sat together on the sofa. Yeah. I put uh, headphones on his ear, listen to this, boom. He was like, oh shit, it's awesome. So like, they were like the first critics, okay? Yeah. Because I liked it myself, you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's very subjective, you know? You don't know if it's, you can say if it's objectively, you know, I've, I think it's good, but I want this to be fucking amazing, you know? Yeah. I always strive for the best. And they loved it, and I'm like, okay, I think I can, I can, I give it a green light. <laughs> Was that one of the first ones then where you felt like you'd done that on this record? Ah, uh, no, no. There were some like background uh, choirs, like a quasi choirs in several songs. Yeah, that are not. I like that, you know, because you can't really say, is this an uh, uh, an very orchestral, or orchestral driven record? No. Is it a, a clean uh, singing record? No. Hmm. But there are elements of but that are, to, yeah. to expand the it's palette. All, yeah, it's all the flavors. Yeah. It's all about the spices, you know, how you spice yeah. up your your soup that you're cooking, you know, and yeah. that's exactly how I see that. It's more spiced up. It's more, it's more sophisticated yeah. because of all these elements. Some people don't like it, you know. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not here to satisfy everyone, you know. I mean, a good friend of mine, he thinks it's, it's, a, it's, it's a massive record, it's an epic record, but he was just straight up with me. I wish one day you're going to go back and do this like very raw, aggressive, vulgar black metal album. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but this I'm is it. I'm going this way right yeah. now. But now this is it. You yeah. know, this is me, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really fired up, you know, because there's stuff that we just play, and it feels good to be playing like crucifixion was not an app like bam, bam, boom, bam, bam, boom. it's like just it ask you know 30 year old nurgle to you know play that kind of beat you know and he would just kill you with laughter yeah he'd be like fuck well, I, can, I can do better you know we can play more notes i can shred and i can do this and yeah well yeah that that's what i was that's why the apostasy was uh, recorded probably our like the, the pinnacle of that technical stuff it was cool for that time not my favorite record but it's me yeah so like well that's what that's what any piece of art should be it should be a, a repre representation of that yeah. artist at that point yeah. in time yeah that's how i see that so there's no regrets absolutely you know and but do i want to play i mean with people like i don't know like there's this wave of Bands just cashing on their like back catalog and the sentiment, and 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 just doing like uh, like some old records in its entirety, and like doing apostasy. Nah, doing demigod maybe. Nah, I'm excited about the new stuff. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why. Why we did the Satanist tour. You know, that was that was pretty bold of us. You know, doing that tenth record. 25 years into the career and we are releasing a record that is already the best-selling behemoth album the the best like the the, the most enthusiastic and enthousi enthusiastically received record period i mean everyone yeah was 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 really into that and then we just do the whole tour when we play the new record from start to finish in the middle of the cycle that was very much against the current. That was very, just 
somehow surreal, you know, but I just came up with that idea. Let's risk, you know, let's do it. And people loved it. There was not, there was not no awkward moment, you know, when I would do that, you know, because yeah. like, I don't know if you're a Maiden fan, I'm a Maiden fan, you know, but I would always like skip the first um, tour they do because they just play like 70 minutes of the new album, which like the last one was really good record. But, yeah. ra- but I'd rather see their recent tour when they go back, you know, and they, yeah. do, they cross over. And that's what I'm into. Yeah. So uh, some bands can do it, some, some not. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting you saying about, about how you're just striving to, to reach that point where there's a balance between the polarities mm-hmm. with, with what you do. Because I think, I mean, this record is the epitome of that, even with the way it runs, w- with starting with Solve, where you're breaking everything apart and you're picking through everything that you've done and you're heading into new territory. And then through the course of the record, when you hit Coagula by the end, yeah. it, it has brought it back together. It's an alchemical process and yeah, yeah, the yeah. balancing. Yeah, that's that's exactly how how I see that. It's 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 an alchemic um, formula. Yeah, that is that is uh, brought to the. Uh, uh, just processing this very element, you know, uh, you know, in within the metal genre or black metal genre, whatever you call it. But it's it's awesome, and I think it's 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 exactly this record is. I mean, that's how, how, how you, that's, that's exactly how you said, you know, we just pick up, we start with something that sounds very raw and very uh, primordial, so to say. Yeah. And then we just kind of expanding that, you know, we've got equals dog, you know, it's just, okay, it's more and there's more elements. And then there is Ecclesia Diabolica Catholica. And it's like, and it's starting to go up and down, and then Barzabel, which is again something new, and then uh, crucifixion was, and it's like going back and forth, back and forth. You know, that's um, one of my favorite artists these days. You know, not not always. Not, I'm not saying I love all the songs or albums he puts out. You know, like Jack White. Okay, hmm. new record. I respect the record, but it's not my record. You know, I mean, I love yeah. the previous one. But I totally respect that guy for being non-compromising, completely free artist. And that's what he does. Yeah. And what he does is he's taking this ancient sound and he throws it into the future. So you can never say of Jack White that he's retro. Yeah. Can you? No. He's a modern artist that is attracting kids. You know what I mean? So he's kind of seriously like deeply redefining the rock sound, you know, and uh, it's not Greta Van Fleet, you know, that it's it's not Led Zeppelin wannabe. Cool, well done, but it's pretty much Led Zeppelin rip off. Amazingly done, respect. However, but Jack White, yeah. yeah, Jack White is, is a new quality. Same goes for Lenny Kravitz, same story. You know, all the organic, you know, ancient sounds, you know, and like all the beats, even d- whatever he does, rock, disco, or pop, it sounds like mm, really well balanced. You know, you, you can feel it's oh shit, this guy really understands. You know, like the all the you know origins of the of the genres, but he throws it into the future and he creates vibrant, absolutely, yeah. and 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 he creates something new, something modern. That's exactly what I, what I'm trying to do with uh, with Behemoth. I, I realize, you know that. We're still part of that um, 
of the current of the, the wave that brought us here you know that started in the early 90s and it's it's very much present on the record but it's this and more this and beyond yeah. and that's how I'd like to see and that's I would love people to perceive behemoth that uh, we are not just a black metal band yeah I think that's the thing I think with these this record and the record before you you've already proven that you're you're transcending that because I think anyone that sets themselves parameters which pens them in that's great you can make the greatest record within that box yeah but but you're still within a tiny box yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I'm thinking uh, I'm having this problem with today's pop culture that I make I mean I'm processing a lot of you know goods that are out there you know in the offer hmm. I mean I'm reading a lot and I'm watching and traveling and I'm digesting all of that you know and I'm having serious problem with being selective you know but it's, it's very difficult to be selective you know when there's so many good stuff coming out there I think yeah. the offer has uh, is, is tremendous the offer is overwhelming and it's very easy to get uh, lost and I think I find myself lost every now and then I'm like oh shit so if you ask me oh what's what's the best book you've read lately well, I've read like 10 that are amazing mm. and then ad hoc I'm not able I'm even able to name one yeah same goes with albums uh, th that's the worst question ever yeah any good music lately yeah plenty of good music and the names and like then I need to sit and think you know because I listen to so much stuff I watch so much stuff. imagine how it is for me it's yeah. crazy so I think like art, it's 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 even more challenging these days for an artist to. We really must outdo ourselves in order to make the record remain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's say early '90s or like '80s. I was a kid, or I was a teenager. Some re when I would just get into the record, this record never stopped vibrating in my system it's yeah. been there ever since and it's inbred it's it's here in me and i'm afraid that today's kids don't have that they just digest it and then they fucking defecate that they just spit it out you know um i don't know why probably it was like a less i don't know but I'm, but don't you think pop culture's always been like that don't you think the nature of yeah, pop culture I'm, I'm, itself I'm, has always been yeah, I'm not talking pop culture. I'm talking. Uh, let me put it that way. Where's, where's, uh, where's today's Demistoris Dom Satanas? Where's today's Transylvanian Hunger? Where's today's Highway to Hell? Where's today's Master of Puppets? Where are these albums? But uh, these are the milestones of, generally speaking, heavy metal, black metal, or thrash metal. These days, it feels like it's all. There's hardly anything is that unique. There's mm. unique stuff there, you know. But how, ma how many of these records, or these plays, theater plays, or these movies, or these TV series, or these books, how many of them stand out and they'll stay in my heart? And when we meet, I'm 41 now, let's say we meet in, f um, in 10 years, we do the same maybe. Mm. And Behemoth is releasing a 14th record. And, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, remember that yeah. record that year, you know, it's still here and I still go back to that, you know. I'm having that problem. 
but then a part of that is due to when you're a teen when you're when you're a teenager in particular you're you're forming you're actually forming physically neurologically so those things that resonate with you that are helping you find your personality that that really mm. sing to you those moments are going to stay with you because they're in, that, like LeVay spoke about like the erotic crystallization period where something would happen in somebody's childhood and that would be their kink or their fetish or their sexual peccadillo for life because of something happened at a certain point in their in their formation yeah, 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 yeah. okay right so maybe m m music is that way so maybe it's hard for us to see those things i know what you're saying okay, i 100 percent agree but maybe if we're playing devil's advocate, which is always a good position to play, maybe we we find it hard to see those points because we have gone beyond that point. Mm. You think? I know what you're saying though, because yes, but where's Master of Puppets? Yeah, but what you about know? okay, but 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 then I'm I'm talking not only my own perspective, I'm talking about just taking a like fifteen year old kid hmm. and, and try to see the scene through his eyes. I have I have a you know I have a son that is a little older than that now and I know that he's found artists that resonated with him so much like whom Lil Peep for example who? an artist called Lil Peep he's like a he got put in with hip hop but it isn't really hip hop it, it's sort of beyond that a little bit it's a lot more it's kind of come from a more kind of I don't know emo punk background maybe mm -hmm. anyway so he, he passed away last year and I saw how much that hit my son because that, that was one of the few artists that he discovered on his own where, and the guy was close to his age. So the songs that he was singing and the things he was singing about resonated with him. And then when, when he passed away, it really hit him hard. So I don't know, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think there are, there are some, but, um, but yeah. It's like same 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 question. Where are today's or like? Okay, it's the, the final round for all the headliners, like the big headliners, you know, yeah. from Metallica, from Maiden, like Judas Priest, you know. They've all recently they've all released at least like good records, maybe really really good, amazing records, and they're doing like amazingly, you know, mm. like sales wise and tickets and tours. But hey, I mean, this is the last round. You know, yeah. we are we are confront like Slayer is uh, you know saying farewell. Yeah, and uh, I've said that before. You know, people ask me that because we've been part of the tour and I'm like, how does it feel? I'm like, I honestly, being a fan, you know, being raised on listening to Slayer, it's the band that basically like open up like this whole like the, the the gates of extreme metal genre, so to say, for not only for myself but plenty of people yeah me too. I'd be like I'd be like I cannot imagine a world without Slayer I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah, yeah a world without Trump yeah I, I absolutely I see that you know I see that coming you know yeah but the world without Slayer no, not how I'm mm, and I'm stuck and I'm like blocked and I'm like I don't know what to say but I remember yeah I know what you're saying I remember getting hella weights and staring at the artwork and just being like is this it's horrifying and it starts with the reverse like like the backwards masking and, and you're just like that like that was a as a kid that scared yeah. me and made yeah. me want to know more but that's but then who's to say that this record of yours 
isn't going to be that record for those people yeah. that are finding well, stuff. Well, of course, you know. I mean, I can, I can, I can. I know I can, you're not going to want to put yourself in that position. No, no, no. But, but, um, but, but what I'm doing here now with this album, in general, I'm outdoing myself. Yeah. So I was. I mean, I was having like a really high hopes for the new D-Side record for some reason. I don't know why, because mm. one of my favorite bands back in the days, for many years, you know, there, there was nothing really exciting coming from that camp. But I saw the cover art, which was amazing. Mm. I'm like, holy fuck, I wish it's gonna be something. Uh, I know it's very naive of me thinking that way. The record is okay. Mm. And then I'm reading an interview with uh, Glenn and I know how's Glenn, and I shouldn't be surprised, you know. But literally, what he's saying is, "Hey, I'm I, I'm exactly what taxi driver is, you know. I'm doing my work, you know. Don't ask me about you know my emotions and feelings. This is my another album. That's it, you know. Period. You know, fuck yeah. off." And I'm like, "Okay, but that's exactly an opposite of what I want to be with my music, with my art, with my relation with." with the world and, and you know, no, that's, ex no. I mean, you, um, it, but, but I, then I, that's what separates great art from lesser art, isn't it? It's the, the, the time and the, and the, uh, the thematics and, and the, the painstaking picking through, making everything perfect and, and finding the, uh, an, a true voice mm. that's, that's why great art stands above, mm -hmm. I think. And if you if you are if you are just like this is how I pay my mortgage, it's the same as driving an Uber. But I make music, then fine. I can't. It's cool. It's I, okay. I can I cannot fault anyone. I can't begrudge anyone earning a living. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I respect that. But but, but on the other that's hand, that's not what I want. Yeah, that's not what I want. And somehow there's bands that I used to look up to. Yeah, and I wish they. To just see things similar to you know, that that be more, let's use it that that term spiritual you know, but it's not spiritual, but that's exactly what I, what uh, what I'm hoping, I am and 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 what our music is, uh, as what? much as we are, irreligious or anti-religious, it doesn't take a, a, away any of the spirituality of the band that is very spiritual. I agree. And um, and it's I I hope that people can um, feel some of the metal language that we're trying to um, that we're using to communicate with with the universe. Okay, that yeah. we're uh, yeah some some of the metaphysics, so to say. You know, because to me, art is metaphysical. It's it's something it's something uh, undescribable. It's know? magic. It's magic. With it's alchemy. It's a magic alchemy. That's, I mean, some of these um, terms, you know, they just sound so cliche, but I, I, I don't know a better ones to, to describe what's happening. Yeah, but then that's because people don't read about magic. They're, they're, uh, somebody's perception of magic might just be pen and teller, yeah. sleight of hand, card tricks, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah, yeah. And when people ask me, <coughs> when I get the, the question asked, you know, because they expect uh, me saying that I take part in some rituals. I'm like, yeah, plenty of rituals. Oh, tell me about them. You'll be surprised, you know. Yeah. My rituals, like my everyday rituals are magical. What do you mean? Like, 
anything you yeah. name it you know i mean like sunrise is magic going to the gym Go, like playing a show yeah it's there's rituals behind it there's it's how you approach it Intent. and how yeah exactly and how you process it you know and how you feel about it you know and and not just check 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 and and yeah. then you die no i'm cooking yeah which sounds funny i that's how i yeah 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 absolutely cooking that's why that's one of my metaphors you know when i when something when i talk about music is like hey imagine we have a bowl and we're making a soup okay yeah and uh so oh, yeah, because they, they ask me okay so what's you know how how you make music together you know i'm like imagine there's three or four guys around the table round table and we have a ball and okay i'm the person that goes out take a bow and i hunt yeah and i bring the you know chunk of meat to the table it's raw and then we decide what we're gonna do with that you know it's inferno there it's ryan it's it's seth it's me and we are we talk we discuss we argue how we, but i bring the raw meat to the table yeah. but how we finish it if we're gonna make it it's gonna end up in a in this bowl and we're gonna make a soup of it or maybe we're gonna make a steak of it and then we're gonna discuss if it's gonna be well done or medium or or, or, or yeah. raw that's another question so that's exactly how i see the process of of uh, you know the the whole contribution and and collective that we are that's exactly how it is you know so and and that's again it's magical you know <laughs> yeah very much so <laughs> so while we're talking about that something that i remember so the first time we ever met you won't remember but it was at um the first time i got to speak to you was at when you played with the big four um that that show in poland really yeah oh wow and I was there and you were, I think you were getting ready to go on stage. Mm. And I'd, the whole time I desperately wanted to speak to you mm. about Austin Osman's spare. Ah, okay. But <laughs> because, so this is something that, that's, that's been within your work for so long, is that when I, what I was trying to allude to earlier when I was talking about currents was the fact that some bands that play extreme music will reference things or take inspiration from things and it's very surface level and that's great fine i love horror films perfect mm. but the thing that i'd always wanted to ask you about um which was obviously clearly the wrong time to ask you because you were getting ready to go on stage but it was my only opportunity was that always throughout your work you've referenced it in album titles like zoski occultus and thelemus and and it and it's like you 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 have a clear understanding and appreciation of magic, and I mean that from a thelemic sense, from from a Crowleyan perspective, and and I see you know we spoke about it when you did the Satanist, and and I said to you about um, the monologue at the end of O Father O Satan O Son being from Liber Semek, mm. and. And, and, and I find this fascinating because this is why I think one of the reasons it resonates with me is because I'm interested in those things, mm. very much so. And it's, it's authentic, right? And then as soon as I heard Bartzabel, I was like, ha, ah, you know, this is, this is a, you know, you're saying about rituals in everyday mm. life. This is actually, this is an evocation. It's, mm. a, it's a ritual from the equinox, right? 
Yes, and this is the only lyrics that I didn't write myself for the record. Yeah. And it's a fun, very funny story. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, uh, Barzabel was not even meant to be on the record because the the thing that I that we created musically wasn't even song. It was something weird. Yeah. And we, I had this piece of music that was just the beginning. Then the da 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 these accents with let's that became chorus later on, then the verse, and then the lead. It's not really a song, it's some weird formation, some, I don't know. But uh, like, okay, let's give it a chance, you know? And the guys were like, it's weird, you know? Like, what are we gonna do with that, you know? I'm gonna work with that, just give it a chance, you know? I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah. So we came to the studio, we recorded those parts, and then I started fucking around with the sections, you know, just started like, putting it together so it, it it ended up having the uh the form of a song you know but then i wrote all the lyrics for the record you know but this one because i i didn't really believe it's gonna end up being on the record so i'm like yeah whatever and then i told christopher azarevich hey do you have anything there because yeah. i'm missing I, I got this thing that i think it can really grow into something uh important but uh, i need uh, lyrics and then he sent like some parts i wasn't really happy with his own stuff yeah this time around but he sent this poem that the prayer or yeah. vocation by crowley he kind of he did some tweaks there and when i saw it so i had the music here yeah and then it again it's magic to me there's the music here and i and then I see this come on to me Barzabel verse that is a repetitive yeah. and it just comes back every um, second line and it just clicked right away to me like oh shit and I heard it in my head and it was I just heard it in in in, in my body I was like oh shit it's there I got it and it was almost like a eureka kind of uh, enlightenment you know I got it and uh, but then the second thought was like, shit, I need to sing it. You know, it must be sang, you know, because I de definitely don't want to scream um, over the whole song because yeah. it's going to miss something, you know, so it must be sang, you know, that's how I started approaching that verse, you know, with singing and stuff, you know, and to me, it was like, it's cool. And it's like same story of, of like Chant for Eschaton. It was, it wasn't meant to be on the record. Yeah. It was a song that I just brought to the, I was very much into Zone by by Nephilim back then. And we made this, let's say, classic sounding behemoth for the Satanica. And then I brought these two riffs, literally, like this and and these two sections. And the guys were like in front and less. They were like looking at me and what's this? What's what are you trying to say? Yeah. Like please play this that way, please play it that way. If it sucks in the studio, um, I promise I'm not gonna put it on the record, okay? Okay, so we played it only once before entering the studio because okay. they just, they didn't, they didn't feel it, hmm. okay? But then what happened to the song? It's like, that's the, the most exciting thing for me ever is just to, you do something, you approach something, but there's no guarantee and you never know what's gonna happen to the song. And uh, same story with uh, Ora Pronobis Lucifer. It took me like, 
I don't know, it, it, it wasn't a long process to put the song together in my head. Mm. Then we went to the rehearsal room and we made the song in 45 minutes, everything from start to finish. And it felt good, it has uh, had a good groove. Did but you feel like it was <sighs> moving that way itself? Yeah, yeah, it just it just wrote itself basically. So I didn't, so, so but I got this uh, mechanism here that would question everything that just goes uh, too easy <laughs> and too fast. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it, it can't be good if it takes 45 minutes. Yeah. Wrong. Because sometimes it's all about that momentum, you know? It's the momentum, you gotta grab it. It, it almost feels like the artist is, is you are this ra radar, radar? Yeah, uh, radar. Yeah, radar, and it's, it's, you gotta stay alert. And there's these signals there, and you gotta stay alert. And if you're alert, and if you're awakened, you can just grab it. And if you grab it, oh, you got it. It's like automatic drawing. Yeah, yeah. it's like automatic drawing, exactly. Yeah. Don't think, just do it. Yeah. Don't overthink, don't overanalyze. That's another story that, that, you can feel, that you can feel on that record. It's like a lot of stuff there. I would just sit on my uh, sofa, with a grudge guitar because I composed the, all the basic uh, riffs. I created them on grudge guitars, which is extremely non-metal guitar. There's hardly any metal artist. Chuck yeah. Berry plays, yeah. used to play it, and uh, ACDC and uh, Johnny Cash and uh, uh, Billy Duffy yeah. and that kind of people, rock and 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 softer uh, genres you know it's not metal you can't shred you can't even do fast picking because it doesn't feel right you know yeah so i would just play chords big open chords that we just breathe you know and i would just grab guitar and play something that would just feel like a in poland we say fire music you know when you yep is the campfire it, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah campfire yeah, yeah. music you know like boom and it, and it just felt right but it's is this behemoth i don't know Hmm. We'll see. So I would just collect everything, record it, and then I would just bring those ideas into the rehearsal room. This is the hunting that you were talking about. Exactly. And then I would just grab my heavy metal guitar. Yeah. You know, this tall with high gain, and then see, and sometimes like, you know what? It's interesting. I would need to like... Um, Transpose. Trans yeah, exactly. To, those guitar, uh, to that guitar. And sometimes it would work, hmm. and sometimes... No. That's not what I wanted to say. And now we just drop it. It's not the same. But that's interesting. You know, it, it, uh, like when I was making The Satanist, I would just, uh, uh, I would just uh, compose all the record on Telecaster. Yeah. Yeah, it was Telecaster, which again is not a non-metal yeah. guitar. And then I was very disappointed when I would play it in the rehearsal room, not on Telecaster, on the studio. I was like, I wish it, it'd be the other guitar, you know, but then it would just be too much of a compromise because uh, the other guitar just sounds soft. It's it has a very loose tuning, you know, because I would just use a very uh, thin strings. Yeah. It, it felt very bluesy, you know, like here. But then when you play live, you know, it's you, you, you can't afford just going out of tune. And just, there's this weird compromise, you know, you gotta do. So, I don't know. I really like how uh, uh, Tribulation does it, you know, I mean, like yeah. uh, one of these guys, you know, is actually using Gretsch, you know, but they, then again, they're not just a typical extreme metal band. They're no. something else, which which maybe, uh, yeah, some of the stuff, honestly, I think some of the stuff is, is I mean, tri like touring with Tribulation, like 
I would just look at those guys and like, I think I want to do something like that on the next album. Yeah. And I think some of that inspiration, it's not literal. You can't really like make a di- direct lines that it's, you but can hear. You, it's through your, through you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's subconscious. It's like, mm. it's something resonates and then you just spit it out. But it's, you always spit it out if you're an artist. You spit it out in a different form. Yeah, of course. But but do you find yourself that, um, like I would do things that I'd be like, oh, this is way too much, like where I've first taken my inspiration from mm-hmm. or something that I've heard, something and seen someone do something and I'll paint in a certain way or write some music in a certain way and I'll feel like, oh, it's too much like where I feel the inspirations come from. And then I'll play it to somebody else and they'll be like, it doesn't sound like that at all. Yeah. It doesn't look like that because it's come through. Yeah, yeah. The filter. Yeah. I call it the filters. It's like, uh, I've said that several times, you know, but that, that's exactly how I hear music. It's like, you, you know, you, okay, Nicky's gonna get a guitar now. You get a guitar, I get a guitar, and I ask you, okay, I'll play like E minor, and vroom, 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 and you're gonna hear like three different chords. Yeah. Not the same chord. Mm-hmm. Even if I ask everyone to play the same chord, it's gonna be different. Yeah. At least I hear it differently, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're a different person, you're gonna hit it with a different strength, and uh, it's just gonna come out differently. I don't know how to explain that. No, that's the uh, exact, yeah. That's, I that, agree. That, that's what it is. Or like I say, okay, say, I don't know, say grass, and everyone just will say the same word, you know, but the word is gonna sound different. With, you know, considering the accent, yeah. the male, female, age, you know what I mean? So yeah. in that sense, you know, there are seven billion people living on the, on the planet. So you can hear like seven billion uh, guitar chords or different ways of, you know, saying grass, for instance. I don't know if it makes sense, but I know it, does, it does to me. You know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The album artwork. I had a title and uh, I approached Dennis again. Because I was so happy with uh, what he did for the Satanist. Yeah. But this time I had this idea of having Dennis right, uh, painting two equally rightful covers. I Maybe one for CD and the other one for LP or I don't know what, but I had this idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we briefly like discussed, you know, the, you know, the, the topics and but with Dennis, is always like, you know, he, he always changes everything and then, you know, he goes back to that idea and then he throws it away and do, does something. No, no, I'm working on something even more spectacular. And, and uh, since he, 
he's an amazing artist and I trust him and yeah. I must trust him. I'm like, okay, I trust that it's going to be amazing. So to get sketches and sketches were great. I'm like, oh, cool, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited. So when we were receiving it, oh, this, and like, give me one, like, three more weeks. Okay, we're waiting. After three more weeks, no, no, sorry. No, I mean, it's, it's well, of course, you know, it's art. You know, you just, you, you know, it, it happens when it happens, you know. So mm. we got to, you know, postpone it. And we're waiting and waiting. And in the meantime, I come across Nicola Samori yeah. when surfing on internet. One of my favorite artists. I wasn't aware of him until that very moment. And then when I saw it, uh, I felt it. Yeah. I mean, like, holy fuck. So that's exactly the situation I'm having. Mm. Because we have already paid for the Dennis uh, work, so it's coming regardless. Yeah. And then I'm like every day I'm checking Nicola Samori art, and I'm like, holy fuck, no, this is. It's perfect it's f it's for the record. Yeah, this perfect. This is. I mean, have you seen the the way he paints the process as no, well? No. It's it's incredible. So he, for anyone that doesn't know, he he's he he was a child prodigy. And he um, he lived out, and he, he I think his parents converted his barn, like a barn that they owned, for him as an art studio. Oh. And he would just paint and paint and paint and paint. And he paints this very classical style, but then he attacks the paintings. So he'll paint on like so, some of them are painted on copper. So the um, God equals dog mm -hmm. artwork, yeah. the is it's painted on sheets of copper, yeah. and then he strips the paint off, and he. He likes, he'll dig his fingers into it and pull the paint away from the surface that he's painted on so that the work, it, it becomes another thing altogether because he's, he's created this beautiful thing and then he'll destroy it and make it even more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, to me, it just, it's very iconoclastic. It's yeah. just, it's, it's spectacular. It's something, I love it when, again, you know, you got this, you know, classic look and then something very modern, mm. you know what I mean? With a modern, very avant-garde-ish approach, or a, I don't know, it's classic and anarchic at the same time, you know what yeah. I mean? It's exactly how I approach my own music, it's like, on one, you know, he, yeah, we've been talking about that. Anyways, what I'm doing is like, okay, I gotta be patient, so let's see what Dennis comes up with, you know, maybe it's gonna be, there's gonna be no competition. But but at the same time, I'm feeling something, okay? So I'm making this plan B only in my head. And I remember we are on tour with Slayer, by the way. And we are sitting backstage, and I'm getting two pieces from Dennis. And I'm seeing them, and I'm showing them to Inferno. And he's like, oh, wow, wow, it's cool. It's cool. And I'm like, really? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And then I just went Google, put the Nicolas Samori um, painting, this one that yeah. we chose, without even contacting him, and I'm showing it to Inferno. It's like, this is our new cover. But this guy that just doesn't know about it yet, okay? But <laughs> this this should be our cover, because yeah. that corresponds with me, okay? This this is how mm. I feel. This is our cover, you know? It just You just know it. And then the next thing I do is like, I'm approaching Nicolas, 
and uh, he's not aware of heavy metal. He doesn't know shit about it. He's, he doesn't know anything about Behemoth. And uh, I'm explaining him the whole vision and stuff and the situation I'm we're facing and and he's just being super cool and generous and say yeah go ahead and use whatever you want. Wow. I'm like you're serious? Yeah, absolutely, I'm serious. And uh, but he he was concerned, and that was it's kind of funny about that too. It's like well, what are you concerned about? Well, are you sure that my art is dark enough for your music? <laughs> Because your music, you know, I mean, you sure that you, is it okay enough? Is it good enough? Is it dark enough? Man, this is perfect. This is exactly if I was a painter, that that, that is a, that that that's how our music should be portrayed. Yeah, that's that's it. You know, bingo. And he was super cool, and I just can't thank him enough for being so generous and for being cool because the situation was pretty. It was a shitty situation, you know. I mean, mm, like we had. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough, but at least you know. I mean, I felt like you know. Okay, so, you know, I w I didn't just make up my mind. Dennis work was okay. We might be using it at some point yeah. somewhere. Maybe merchandise. I don't know. It was cool, but it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't mind blowing. Yeah. And that was something I was, that this album deserved. You know, the mind blowing artwork. So I told Dennis, "What's the situation?" Of course, you know we keep the rights to that. Yeah. Maybe sometime in the future we're gonna team up again to do something. But for this time, I thank him for that. But we went for Nicholas' work, and I couldn't be happier about the situation. So, something I found interesting was, as I was saying before, I said to you, when when I play stuff on my radio show, I have to if there's something where the content is. Um, I don't know how to say it, like strong content, shall we say? Yeah. And they have to get referred, right? Yeah. And you're the only band that I've had to send stuff to. I didn't even know they had a, a like, um, I can't remember the name of the department, but the BBC has like a somebody that is a, a, like a religious expert. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, and you, you're one of the very, very... I think you're probably the only band, actually, that I know about, that I've heard back from, where I've, I've gone, um, I'm going to play this song, and then my producer's like, okay, well, I need to get everything checked through, and she'll send them to this person, and they always come back with, like, these lyrics are brilliant. <laughs> They're the most uh, knowledgeable and in-depth, oh, which, wow. which I think is, um, which is high praise, I guess. But I, I find it funny that, um, A, that I have to do that in the first place. But, I mean, regardless, I, I think um, that's something I, I love about this record and, and the last record as well. And, and I, well, all of them, I like going through things and I like finding reference points. And as I said about all the references to Crowley and your thoughts on religion, especially within Poland, I think uh, really resonate throughout this record. You guess so. I, <laughs> you guess. No, I mean, of course, but... Uh, I think if anyone's brought up in a certain environment that feels in stifling, they're going to approach their art as a... As a um, yeah, but you know what? As I a mean, kickback to that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is in a way, but uh, it's, it's, let's call it that way. You know, I Love You to Your Darkest is the most 
biblical album uh, for, because we've we've yeah. always we've always been like inspired by the Bible in some way, more direct or or not, but um, it's it's a very direct way, you know, as, uh, considering the aesthetics, uh, the album title, uh, everything around it is very. It, there's literal like connections here and there, and it's well, yeah, and the title and, and Romans five eight. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 very it's very strong. Uh, the way I see that is that uh, it's like I'm a huge uh, Nick Cave fan, and uh, yes, when when I uh, confront his music. Like anything, he, and he's also very much inspired by the Bible. Yeah. But can you say he's he's like preaching Catholic? No. Yeah. He's he's quite an opposite, I'd say. You know. But but I I really like that. Um, like every, uh, it's it's just very spiritual, and uh, he's just using these elements, and I, that's exactly how I see our art, our music. That we're just using these elements that are kind of inbred our system. Yeah. No one, no one has ever asked me about. Hey, do you want to be a, uh, baptized? No, I was just baptized. I was raised in that system, so it's it's here, you know. Like, mm, I've never had like a serious problems with church, you know. Like, mm. there was some some serious issues. Never, you know. But it doesn't take away my right of just going against that doctrine because because I just disagree with uh, with every cell in my organism is just is just saying no to that so and my artistic right is to go within my mm, temple be it an album or a venue that i perform or a clip or whatever and scream out my whatever anger or just just whatever there is you know just just spit it out yeah. my way and and I think that the that's like the this is like the this is the problem I, I'm facing in Poland. People don't understand the metaphors, you know. Yeah. People people don't understand. I mean, I'm part of society, and I've always been explaining, that, hey, I'm not attacking you people, you know. You, you may believe whatever you want, you know. Mm. And there's there's religious people in my environment as well, but I'm not, we're not having fist fights, you know, whatsoever. No, we. We can respect each other because we can communicate with other human beings on many levels. You know, we don't need to go on that level. You know, just to you know, uh, s to start a fight. Let's just leave it aside. You know. Yeah. Maybe we I don't know share some hobbies or we can talk about whatever. Just intelligent people can communicate regardless, right? Yeah. So I'd like not, to think so. Yeah. So I'm not targeting you people. I'm targeting a doctrine that I disagree with. I I'm targeting the uh, the dogma, and because I accuse this dogma of attempting, or no, we don't live in a secular society. No, exactly, exactly, and that that is that is a problem, and uh, well, and I'm making some political comments lately, without being very much interested in politics and not having much knowledge. I'm making political comments. I don't know if they're right, but but I that's the way I feel that you know. I mean, mm. when I was a kid, I just uh, my state of mind was somewhere else. Mm. But nowadays, when you know when Behemoth is a is a proper company, we are it's a company that 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 is based in Poland. 
were paying shitload of money taxes mm. to this government. And this government, I mean, the church is, 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 is paid off taxes. So I'm like thinking, I mean, there, there's a catch 22, there's a paradox, okay? I'm, travel, I'm, I'm a, 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 a traveling artist. I make money in US, in Russia, in UK. I make money, I bring the money back to Poland. You use my money because I'm paying a shitload of taxes. You're just supporting church and you're using my money. And then at the same time, every now and then I get, uh, you, you try to nail my ass, you know, just put me behind bars or whatever, punish me for who I am, for my artistry and just calling me a public enemy, uh, a national um, anti-hero, whatever, you know? So, mm. so we're like, hey, be consequent. Don't take my money and try to put me in jail. Or take my money and protect me. Let leave me alone. Yeah. And leave me alone. <laughs> because I'm, I'm being, yeah. it's, it's like a bipolar, it's very ambivalent um, approach, you know? That I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Fucking leave me alone. You must protect me because I'm, because I'm leaving a lot of money here, you know? And I bet like any other country, and UK is like that, and Czech is like that, and fucking Sweden is like that. I bet that if I'd like to move out and come here and say, hey, this is my companies, this is how much money I make a year, this is how much money you're gonna get every year, I bet that every like, smart kind of will like, yeah, you're welcome. Come mm. here, leave your money. And we, we protect you, you know, because that's all within the democratic rules. Yeah. And to me, it's just anti, it's, it's uh, exactly, it's, it's, it's not a secular uh, society. It's, it's still very much bound to, to its uh, tradition. And this tradition is very, is deeply rooted in, in church and Catholic church. Mm. So, but then again, the whole paradox is that, uh, if if I wasn't born there, you know, this is what I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, would you be making the music you're making now? I don't. I, I don't know. I guess not. Or it'd be a different music. Or maybe I'd be a way more peaceful person. Or being into something completely like, yeah. different. And I said that that the like, keyword dichotomy, right? It that's exactly what. What, what, what made me as a person, as an artist, you know, that's why I always come back with this black and white day and night and, and sane and senior comparisons, this very um, radical, this very extreme uh, poles. Hmm. Why I always try to... Like this. Yeah, exactly. Why? It's first, I, I did a lot of things throughout the years, just... I just did them because they felt right, you know, but it looks when I look, when I'm looking back, yeah. I'm like, ah, that's why I did that. Yeah. It, sometimes it takes me years to realize why I wrote a song like that, why I came up with the title. It's, I realize things like 10 years later, I go to uh, my records and I see them differently. And today uh, when I read lyrics from Evangelion or Zaskia Kultus, I'm like, ah, now I know what I meant. Yeah. Or now I know, or at least I, I sense what, uh, what what it's all about. You know, back then I was more, yeah, it was all about like intuition and, and something, mm, some some inner strength that was just coming out that way. But yeah, you could look at it in the sense that you're looking at something this close. 
yeah and yeah, through, yeah, yeah. And exactly time, you, exactly distance you pull back and you, and yeah. you see a see a bigger picture it's interesting it's yeah it's, it, but it's also very exciting don't get me wrong you know, i'm not bashing my own country it's it's cool country it's as cool as another country yeah <laughs> it's yeah. no better and no worse yeah. it's just you know we're just going through this pretty difficult phase now politically and uh, but the whole world is going through this yep in its own way yeah for sure how do you feel about brexit <laughs> let's not talk about okay. it. okay <laughs> i don't want to get into that okay i think it's clear how i feel about it i think we've we've spoken for a long time actually but it's a good talk i think i like the i like the flow of it yeah it's just you know yeah i think we're good yeah that's what makes this you know kind of conversations uh exciting you know that it just that it's so um, um I, don't, I don't know free flying yeah, yeah yeah it's awesome it's yeah good thank you yeah cool it's fun Thanks for listening to that. That was Nurgle from Behemoth. You can find him on socials like uh, on Instagram is Nurgle69. Um, Behemoth's um, official one is, funnily enough, Behemoth Official. You can follow them, um, keep up to date with what's going on with him. I was very excited that it was recently announced that there's going to be another Me and That Man record as well. If you haven't checked that record out, that's wicked. It's well worth sit, having to listen to if you're into kind of dark, alt americana and country type stuff and i mean dark artworks wicked for the album as well so yeah so there's going to be another me and that man record which is cool you should also check out the behemoth album i loved you at your darkest because you probably have by now anyway if you know what's what but um this is what we've been talking about for a lot of this and it and it's an amazing piece of work so follow him on socials Keep up to date with what's going on with him musically, also his yoga practice and also his workouts because he loves posting that, which is ace. And I think it just shows that um, the whole image of people that are involved in extreme metal and especially like blackened metal aren't all about just standing out in the grim and frostbitten wastes, getting chill blains. It's also about uh, having a nice barber experience and, uh, and dressing nicely, which is ace funny how that all works out right you can follow me online at swim podcast for the podcast and at daniel p carter for me and all the other stuff so the next episode of swim is either gonna be with dennis lixon of refused or nikki six of motley crew um i've already recorded the episode with dennis i did it when i was out in la recently and we hung out a bunch and um and we did a quick episode while we were there it's a really good one actually very cool i was stoked um and i feel like you know we knew each other a fair bit anyway but um after that it felt like like we're buds like we message and stuff now and i feel like i mean that's pretty much the aim of the podcast for me is to have interesting conversations with people that i admire and and would like to know better and it generally has worked out pretty well so far. So yeah, so next episode is either with Dennis or with Nikki Six from Motley Crue because The Dirt is coming out, the film, which is coming out on Netflix, which is the adaptation of their book that they did with Neil Strauss. I may have seen that already or I may not have done uh, because I may have signed an NDA, so may not 
be able to talk about it yet. So uh, anyway, I'm recording an episode of Swim with him in a few days and I don't know which one's going to come next. I will probably put on the Swim podcast Instagram stories a voting type thing. And if you have any particular preference, you can let me know there or just in like, I don't know, just over the Internet. I'm also thinking about how I can make these a little bit more regular. And I think the thing to do that seems to make sense for me at the moment is the fact that I get asked a lot of times about a lot of the books, the artists and ideas that get spoken about on the podcast with people. So I figured the best way of addressing that is because I'm pretty terrible with the show notes. The best way of addressing that is to actually do extra episodes so that there's going to be like a swim podcast book club. That's the idea anyway. I've got a few friends that I would like to be involved in it and there's also a possibility that we do it so that I'll announce what books are going to be getting discussed a month in advance and maybe a few of you might want to read along and then we can all kind of have an online discussion about it that way. I think that would be kind of cool because there's a lot of stuff gets covered in the podcast and generally a lot of people want to know a bit more, which is which is ace because I guess that means that things are going in the right direction and I'm doing something right which is you know always nice you can actually let me know if you leave a review on iTunes and a five-star rating I know I say every at the end of every podcast I'm not desperate for it but it does make a big difference as far as exposure goes because the better the rated podcast the more it gets pushed to the front and the more it gets pushed to the front the more these kind of ideas get heard and these artists get heard and I think that's a better thing for everyone just saying. Until next episode, I'm out. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.